0: All right, welcome back to Geeks Inherited the Earth, where we could not be happier to present our next guest, who was the voice of Raphael from the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Pinky and Yakko from Animaniacs. However, once we began to read further about Mr. Paulson, we realized this multiple award-winning actor was not only a true legend with over 500 acting credits to his name spanning decades, but also a warrior that defeated throat cancer. You can read about this incredible journey from his book, Voice Lessons, which he is currently promoting. Let's please welcome Mr. Rob Paulson.
1: Hello,
2: knuckleheads on the other side. you I got a knucklehead from the Wonder Brothers Water Tower on this side. So thanks very much for that incredibly auspicious introduction. I think I should retire.
0: I sound like a movie star. Thank you. Oh, uh, it's the least I could do. You have an incredible story, uh, multiple stories. It just the the book was so entertaining. Uh, oh. Like I said, I, I knew obviously, uh, Raph and Donnie, which were both incredible roles. Pinko, uh, Pinky and Yako. But it's, it's when I started reading everything else, I was just taken aback. I mean, you were present oh. for the entirety of my generation's childhood and multiple others.
2: Well, i personally thank you very much for, for your kind words regarding my book. Um, that was an, a, a real utter labor of love, and it turns out that it's been helpful to other people who are dealing with their own um, difficult struggles. Um, my particular one was throat cancer, but it turns out that the best part of being me at the moment is is what you are giving me the opportunity to do, which is to speak about um, the fact that we, you know, everybody takes a couple of knocks while we're here. You don't get out of you don't get out of here with a couple of dings. Right. And people help me to deal with my own um, um, difficulties, and so I am so grateful to be able to hopefully return the favor. And it is kind people like you uh, who allow me to do that. But with, with respect to um, my career, dude, you're talking to a lottery winner, and the, the, mm-hmm. the important thing I think is for fans or folks out there um, to know is that people in my realm and the, the voice acting gig and who do cartoon voices, we get how lucky we are because it's the characters who are the celebrities, and we know that. That's awesome. I don't draw them. I don't write them. Certainly, people connect pretty well with the voices and more than likely you're smiling at this particular moment unless it's gas which is possible too but you know that's the best part of the gig it's like a superpower man I can be in front of 50 people or 5,000 people and if I say (laughs) nerve then they do that and it is just glorious so it is not lost on me how lucky I am I never once take it for granted and as I said earlier the chance to talk about all of it collectively is a huge uh gift to me so thank you for taking the time to to talk to me about it
0: absolutely from my perspective uh you know having read the book and understood your journey it, it is inspirational that you're taking uh such a setback like that and, and transitioning it into trying to help others inspiring others your your attitude towards the uh, your battle was was incredibly humbling and uh you know it, it really it's really impressive to see you taking this out into the world and trying to help others with it on top of what you've already given everyone with all the uh the happiness and joy with all your roles you played
2: well you said two words that are absolutely integral to um my life happiness and joy um look man i I get paid essentially to do what used to get me in trouble in high school. And it turns out (laughs) that the joy that I sort of cultivated in my own life, just from doing what made my soul happy, it was never about the money. Don't get me wrong. I've been rich and I've been poor, Rich is way better. Sports cars don't pay for themselves. (laughs) But the the way for me to make any money is to spread that happiness and joy uh, through the guise of these... uh, remarkable characters that, as I said, I don't draw and I don't write, but man, I happen to be around some really wonderful people who do. And, and isn't it interesting uh, how deeply people connect with these characters and it, it's not false modesty. I'm good at my job, but before the advent of social media, and as I said, nice folks like you take the time, the book, all that. Now uh, I have, you know, Rob has developed a certain amount of celebrity um, if for no other reason just by being around here a while but the the upshot of all of it is happiness and joy and and I I cannot imagine a better way to get through my life it's wonderful Um and the it turns out that the cancer experience though I certainly wouldn't want to do it again turned out to be a bit of a gift for me uh, because I've had many people who are inspirational and and helpful to me. And like everyone else who's listening, it could be a celebrity. It could be a family member. It could be a clergyman. It could, who knows, it could be a parole officer. Um,
0: it's definitely something that uh, I personally dealt with in my life uh, with some people that I've loved dearly. So, uh, you know, that really yeah. resonated with me as well, certainly.
2: Well, I'm so glad. And, and that's and I, and I really mean that it's not lip service that gives me an absolute boost to my, uh, just my, my countenance because it makes me feel like my work uh, and, and, you know, in quotes, because I play, but that the work has value that goes way beyond a paycheck or an action figure. Um, And so, man, I I love that because it it means that the joy that these characters have cultivated in millions and millions of people around the world and paid for my kids' braces and dog food (laughs) and normal stuff like that. By the time it all shakes down, the the best part of all of it are happiness and joy. And however that applies to people, whether it's just not less important, but just as simple as, oh, my God, I just love Pinky and the Brain. I just love Jimmy Neutral, whatever.
1: Right. Or,
2: holy smoke, I read this guy's book, and yeah, I like the cartoon characters, but man, this guy had throat cancer. And he's okay. He's doing his gig. He's talking about it. He's willing to talk about it. And you know what? I think I can handle my fill-in-the-blank. That is a big, big, big deal to me. And it's ultimately what I think all of us are put here to do. I mean, if you can't help folks out while you're, you know, on the same rock as everybody else for a while, then what the hell's the point? You know, it, we, we all, it's not always about money. It's not always about writing a book. It's about finding ways to help each other get through, our. pardon me, our shit. Right. And we all have it, so man you're um you're hitting on all cylinders talking to me about that stuff pal
0: well it's really incredible uh, it comes across very clearly uh in the book as well uh, i've got jc here he's uh, one of our hosts as uh, geeks and hair to the earth as well he uh, had a similar Yay. experience reading yeah.
1: this i got stuck in traffic sorry about that, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that my... ah, no problem but uh, i live
2: in la so you're preaching no. to the choir.
1: oh you understand uh yeah. I, I stayed up late last night going through your book and uh I, I, I thought we just had like an excerpt or something. I didn't know I had the book, and uh, I, I could not put it down. Your writing is equally as entertaining as the characters. The That's first really... chapter oh, alone well, was
2: that, amazing. Th- thank you. Thank you, JC. That, that, honestly, as I said earlier, I, I don't even know how to quantify that compliment. That's so kind. But I got to tell you, man, um, the heavy lifting was done by my co-writer, Mike Fleeman. And one of the things I learned about the, uh, through writing the book was, and it sounds silly and you probably have, you know, writers who are listening, but I didn't, I, 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 really learned what it's like to take what is, what could be a mundane story, you know, actor, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, but the way Mike wrote it, all my words, all of it is authentic. All of it is real, heartfelt, all of that. But Mike constructed the book. So it was, as you said, uh, um, eminently readable and, and the thing I hear over and over again, including from Mark Hamill, who gave me a lovely endorsement in the book, among many of other my, my friends, is Mark called me when he got, you know, um, a, a pre-publication draft. He said, "Robbie, I can't put this down," and it was, I'll, it was absolutely as a result of Mike Fleeman. Mike knows how to write a book, and there were times when I was telling him my story, and I thought, "Oh my God, I, I don't want to just be rambling." He said, "No, no, let me trust me. I know what to do." <laughs> and he was right, and and so thank you. You you are a total reflection on what, on what my my buddy Mike did to help me, and and you know it's it was not supposed to be the Brothers Karamazov. It was not supposed to be this glorious tome of, of uh, of an incredible struggle. It was like okay, here's this guy makes silly noises for a living. Hit him right where he lived. But there's an interesting story that we can tell, and and you know what? It there's a context that everybody can relate to. That's what it was about. I, Not and then I did, and then I did, and then I did, and you know me from, and then I won. It, yeah, it, it, you know it,
0: who cares? It doesn't read like it, that at that all.
1: It reads very earnest. In fact, I, I thank you. The first chapter setting up everything was just that. That's a brilliant way to do it.
0: Thank you. I particularly, thank you. Uh, I thought earnest, the... is a,
2: earnest is a very good word. It's a complimentary mm-hmm. word. And and it, it is utterly what we intended. So thank you very much.
0: I thought the uh, foreword by your son was particularly pointed. I thought uh, I thought it really cast a like I think it accomplished what we're supposed to accomplish, putting it a, a different perspective on that from his view. And it really it was a really great way to lead into it for sure.
1: Yeah, it, yeah. It jaw dropped me because like I, I wasn't exactly sure what I was picking up here. You know, like I knew what sure. the context was going to be but the forward sets the tone perfectly. I mean, it, it shows you it, the glowing endorsements and the forward alone. show you're a very loved guy. I mean, it's, it's oh, talent will get I, you so far, but you gotta, you know, have something to back it up for a good person. And man, you apparently are very loved. You, you well, had a good team with you for this struggle for sure. Absolutely.
0: Amen
2: guys. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been fooling him for 40 years. In LA. <laughs> but, um, uh, no, I, I am very loved, and I hope that I return that uh, to both friends and fans alike in the same way. Because I, you're talking to a lottery winner, and as I said at the beginning of our of our chat, I know it. Um, and you know, often people say, "Boy, you really know who your friends are when things really start to start to go down the toilet." And I, I was told at the beginning of my cancer treatment, "Look, you're going to die someday, but not from this." However, before we cure you. We almost have to kill you. Mm. Uh, the treatment is brutal for obvious reasons. chemo radiation on your no- neck, throat mouth Ugh. it's tough. but I not only had my you know my wife, my son, all of that the, the the usual suspects who help us all hopefully through our difficulties but man, when you can call Mark and Seth Green and Sean Aston whose birthday it is today happened to be, and Maurice LaMarche and Cat Graham and Billy West and Chris, uh, um, Chris Hardwick, all these Nancy Cartwright. Uh, And there were more who would have happily endorsed it simply because we've all worked together forever and we all love each other and we all have been there for marriages, divorces, deaths, all of that stuff. And um, so the, the best part of all of those lovely endorsements is that they were utterly authentic. And the people who endorsed me and the book know that I and the others would reciprocate immediately because these folks are not only the nicest people in the world uh uh, rather i'm sorry the most gifted actors who collectively have entertained what maybe half a bill maybe half the planet really multiple generations yeah i mean i I,
1: i've loved animaniacs and now i've got a 10 year old daughter who loves animaniacs you know wow
2: you clearly have excellent taste (laughs) (laughs) since you read the book she gets a free pass to the water tower for the rest of her
1: life (laughs) it is amazing (laughs) Uh, there was one thing that really struck me, you know, because I don't want to, you know, give any the details away here, but I didn't put the one to one together of okay, this guy's a voice, his voice is his life, and like yeah. I, I was just reading through it, and at first I'm just trapped because I didn't know there was an anima- Animaniacs live show, and now I'm mad mm-hmm. at myself for never knowing this and not going to it. <laughs> and uh, I'm, sure. and I'm, I'm I'm reading through this, and then it dawns on me. I'm like, wait, that's in his. Wrote, that's gotta be terrifying. And the moment that it dawns on me, it's literally in the next paragraph of you know, you getting your vocal cords checked out. And I'm like, yeah. that had to be the biggest sigh of relief at first, there, just to know that it's not in the vocal cords. But
2: yeah, it, it was. Uh well, certainly. Look, you you already said that you have, or one of you guys, I'm sorry, said about you have loved ones who you may have lost or yes, dealt yes. with cancer. Cancer, sadly, in all its disgusting forms, is is ubiquitous. Mm-hmm. Um and we know that so that was the first issue with respect to my um you know diagnosis was like it wasn't like oh my god cancer well you geez rob you've been on this planet for 60 years you know people have died from cancer can't everybody's been touched by cancer so that's not unusual why not you um Mm. the fact that it it was in my throat was you know definitely got my attention Mm. but um, as the book goes on, you understand that, uh rather the reader understands, and clearly you did, that the characters are this common thread that bring, as you said, happiness and joy to millions of people. And often they did it uh, to young folks and parents of young folks who were not going to make it out of the hospital unless it was in a body bag. And I would get a phone call to talk to a young man or a young lady as Raphael or Pinky or Donatella or Carl or The Mask or The Tick, whatever, Yakko. Yeah, and, and, and the parents would, through their tears, would send me video or sometimes I'd be there in person. And, you know, their little girl or boy would be, would be flipping out because they're talking to Pinky. <laughs> and the parents knew that, that, the, that their sweet baby wasn't going to make it out of the hospital. <laughs> they knew it. Yes. And, and I don't even know how people make it through something like that. Okay, so then I go through my issue many years later when I'm already have had a wonderful life and even if they had said, look, you better, you know, we're gonna keep you comfortable, but you're on your way out. Man, I had nothing about which to be sad. I had a wonderful life. You know, stuff happens. But then these people who lost their sweet babies decades earlier find out and they say, oh my God, Mr. Paulson, and you know, we heard about your struggle. You will never know what it meant to, you know, Mark or Stephanie that Yakko called. You will never know what it meant to my little boy that Raphael spoke to him. And that courage that I had had the privilege of witnessing for decades in my life, after having a healthy boy, after having a lovely life, winning awards, making a nice living, it turns out that the happiness and joy, you guys hit it, were what got, Many of those people and their survivors through the worst po- possible thing in th- that happens in anyone's life. And then they were coming back to tell me how much they appreciated what I
0: did. It's incredible. And,
2: it's- and it really solidified the power of these characters, man. It is a big deal to millions of people. It and, really is. And I, I did not know that until I had this experience. So it's turned out to be a gift for me, man. I I go around the world now and inevitably, like you're mentioning Animaniacs in concert, we're doing in Ohio last week where I'm on the road tomorrow morning going to Boston to do it um, this next weekend. And every concert, every personal appearance, every book signing, I will meet more than several people who tell me the most intimate details about how one of the characters that I happen to voice Got them through an impossible circumstance, and I swear to God, I never knew that. So I- it's a wonderful way to, to you know, sort of go to sort of look at this almost new career I've got and this new drive and and uh, and mission to 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 try to contextualize struggle and the importance of joy, happiness, uh, and, and 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 courage. And and the ways that courage can be kind of cultivated by by that happiness and joy, it's getting existential. But you see my point. <laughs> oh, it's absolutely. incredible.
1: Well, if you look at your resume alone, which reads like a bible in and of itself, it's ridiculous. Like you, there's you'd have to dig a pretty deep hole to find someone that's you. You've not had a character that part of their childhood. Oh, in definitely, way. definitely. But like <laughs> it's 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 crazy to me that. Like, when I was a kid, you know, me and my mom watched Animaniacs, and she's a cancer survivor as well, so I'm buying yeah, her a I'm copy sure. of your book, yeah. for sure. <laughs> and uh, if she's uh, in love with entertainment the same way that anybody else is. You don't really think an application about, oh, wow, you know, Pinky's a person. Mm, and now, right, and right. now when you look at it, like, from this angle, like, it was so weird, because what started is okay, i got to research some for this interview – Sure. And then I start going through. I'm like, he was even in Metal Gear Solid? He did that voice? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Wow.
0: In like, Final yeah. Fantasy, God of War, Star Wars, so many other video games. I,
1: I had a friend yeah. of mine that was, uh, she's a traveling comedian, and uh, she texted me, hey, what are you doing? I was like, I'm researching, I'm talking to Rob Paulson tomorrow. She got off the interstate and came over and was like, um. wow, do you have any of, of like the materials? Have you read the books?" like, I'm, I'm reading the book. She's like, do you have a copy? I'm like, no, go buy the book. And like, She's, like, she's given me stories of, uh, uh, she's like met you at cons and everything. Thing. She's like he's the yeah. nicest guy. I'm like. Well, gosh, I hope so because this, this resume is intimidating, and this book's amazing. Well, yeah, people,
2: it sure would be the, a drag the, if I were an asshole. After all this, <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: the, it, but, uh, well, the impact that you have on people—it dawned on me right there because yep. she was immediately yeah. like, uh, I, "I, you know, I've listened to his show or the, you know, and I've heard some Pod- of the the uh, podcast." Yeah, she's like, I've, "I've listened to some of the the struggles with it." I didn't know there's a complete tome about it, and immediately yeah. ten thousand questions start flying out. I'm like, "Well, read the book." It's you're, you're asking questions that are in it it's just this i your fan base is just phenomenal and for good well, thank reason you.
2: I, I i and and they are phenomenal not only uh in their number which i hope is you know as prodigious as 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 the next actor but what is phenomenal is the the the, the what you you know your sweet friend who said the nice things about me the comedian <laughs> um, that is what's phenomenal the kindness of folks like yourselves other people who be who are fans, they just don't know me, but they find out who I am, and they go, "Oh my God!" And I have people who get tearful because of the joy that these characters bring to them. It will often connote a a difficult struggle, as we've already talked about, and they get they get in a, a wistful, tearful, you know, uh, response that is the most profound compliment to me uh, that, that any uh, you know that any anyway, do and all my fans, quote unquote, are so kind and so sweet. And um, they go out of their way to, to put themselves in a position so we can chat. You know, I, 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 the only downside about a circumstance in which I go to write a book or do a personal appearance is I don't wanna blow anybody off. It's not about, mm. okay, let's get so many people through. I wanna hear these stories because they are never not profoundly impactful. I mean, it's, it's nuts, man. Um, but in the most beautiful way, because the upshot is, again, your words, happiness and joy. There's no downside, none, zero. It is utterly a joyful exchange.
1: It's so amazing and, to hear that the the, the the fan base means as much to you as you do. To oh, them. my God. This is a very vicarious oh relationship. That's yeah, so well, rare look, and wonderful. Anytime
2: you, and, and by the way, all of you out there, um, anytime you encounter an actor at an event like you know a comic con—they're so ubiquitous now—and and God bless them, they're wonderful. Uh, but they're springing up like zits on a twelve-year-old man. You can find them <laughs> everywhere, and I—I love that. But remember, and everybody has a bad day, and I get that. But all of these conventions, we're invited to come. No one forces anyone, e- even at the beginning. I—I I would submit you're not going to interview any many actors whose parents force them at gunpoint to be in the entertainment business. Right, right, right. Right. This is a choice. And if you're lucky enough as I am to have had a long, you know, four decade career, and now I find myself talking to two nice guys about all this work that they've done a chick out of, out, for which I was really well paid. And then I go to an event and I'm not a nice person. Mm. Uh, you know, shame on me. So I'm, I, it's, I I, it's, get that it's different if you're Brad Pitt or, you know, I. I That's a different animal. You can't go anywhere. However, when you're in a circumstance where you're being paid or asked to show up and then you're difficult or then you blow people off, bullshit. There is no place for that. You can have a bad day. Everybody does. But if it's a continual thing, then to the actor, then don't show up. Don't go. It's not for everybody. I get that there are people who say you know I just don't want to go. Then don't go. But if you go, then it is incumbent upon you to be as decent as possible because the only reason you're asked to go to an event is because you got people who paid attention.
1: That's the you know? genuine article right there, yep, man. Yep. <laughs> that's a, that's an applause moment right there.
2: That's it. Period. End of story. You're only famous and you're only have people lining up for you because they paid attention. So that they are your, your meal ticket. How could you not be decent to people? So, um, I, 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 am so lucky that I have a fan base of more than my family. And if, and if it turns out that that's the case, then my God, I, I am, I, I, I wish that I had the chance to shake everybody's hand because it turns out it, it, it was a, something was deeply impactful for both sides of the equation.
1: What amazes me is like okay say let's use your standard musician for example they've got uh, one or two songs they're known for and after a certain point in their career please never talk to me about that song right mm-hmm. and uh you you kind of want to hear the song but you never want to bring it up and then we've got you who's the total opposite here <laughs> who's you know oh. you're still doing the voices for everybody and you love it as much as they do this is this is uh, this is a oh, very nice change no, of I, pace man
2: I, yeah uh i um I think that uh, the problem is, you're, I think you're speaking about United States, Canada, Mexico, Panama. America, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. Well, vaguely, yes. Yeah. Okay. Vaguely, Great. yes.
2: Yeah, and and look, the problem is, you know, that's, that's our stairway to heaven, man. And I can't... <laughs> the, the problem is when people stop asking. Um, I, I get, like I said, it's the characters who are famous. The reason people want to come out is because they want to relive that joy. They want to share it with their children their grandchildren even when we do these animaniacs and concert gigs we got people 10 or 15 years older than me and 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 an 8 or 9 years old and everybody in between because good stuff is good stuff and the music on animaniacs was integral to the su- success of that show oh yeah so when we know that everybody wants to hear that song when i do public speaking if i do a ted talk often what i do is i walk in and i'll start the show and You know, I've got a 45-minute speech or whatever. And I'll say, all right, let's get this out of the way. United States, Canada, Mexico, Canada. And then I get done. And I say, there you go. You guys can go home now. I won't be offended. You say he he finally did that goddamn song. And I was so happy. (laughs) Frankly, I didn't care about what he had to say anything after that. So you can go home now. And it won't hurt my feelings. And I get it. I'm a fan, too, man. And and it is a brilliant song. And I'm the guy that got to sing it. I'm the guy that made the you know that it's a it's a brilliant two and a half minute cartoon. It's semi it's a seminal piece of American culture. And and that is not hyperbole. It is a an amazing little cartoon and I got to be part of it. Oh my God, it's a celebration every time I do it. So no man, you're never gonna hear me going, Oh please, ask me about my new stuff. <laughs> uh, I I'm just I'm doing new stuff all the time. But whatever it is that brings people into the fold, um that's what we're here for
0: I noticed that uh huge inspirations for you uh, was Peter Sellers and Monty Python's Flying Circus oh, yeah. you mentioned that uh that that makes a lot of sense seeing a lot of your energy and your roles uh it definitely ties in for that uh, also we noticed that uh you grew up as a young one maybe playing a little music like JC and myself but do you, what, what's a couple of your favorite bands
2: oh man well Steely Dan, Led Zeppelin I think today um uh, I, i'm I, I mean i'm a I'm an acolyte in the Church of Donald fagan um because i I don't know that there's an American composer alive who has done more brilliant songwriting arranging for now getting close to fifty years Well. um way, way way beyond Steely Dan and um but you know, the usual suspects, the Beatles, um zeppelin, the who, uh, a lot of British stuff, but also um I love Alice Cooper. I'm a Detroit guy, and I've gotten to know oh, yeah. Alice, but he's a great guy. But moreover, he was a, you know, one of my huge uh, rock and roll inspirations. Um, I love the fact that all my rock and roll heroes are now getting, you know, in 70s and 80s, and they play still out of their minds. <laughs> Eric Clapton, David Gilmour, Jeff Beck. They sound like they're twenty five, right? And they're fifteen years
1: older than me. There was one, th- and I love that. There was one thing that I noticed that uh, I there wasn't hit on much in the book, which for most people would be their entire book. I think. <laughs> so you got to open for Bob Seeger.
2: Yeah, well, it was we, uh, the band that I was in when I was in high school. I think it was a it was just after a senior in high school, but we won a battle of the bands. Um. And the the first prize was to open for a concert of, uh, for Bob Seger in, in Michigan. It was about six 7,000 people, I guess. But, boy, what a thrill because Bob Seger was, you know, he was starting to really make it. But this was just before Night Moves came out. Oh, so and cool. just before he wow. became Bob freaking Seger. <laughs> and, again, he's, all, what, 75 years old now? And I don't know him, but the way in which he handled um, – uh, um, you know, himself and being who he is, uh, even 40 years ago was nothing short of, of uh, in, inspirational. And, and through the years I've had these teachers, uh, even, even for a short moment, people like Bob Seeger, Gordie Howe, um, I'm a hockey player, um, <laughs> um, Steven Spielberg, people who can behave any way they want. And they choose to be utterly kind, utterly deferential, zero ego, and so that is the way you move through your life, man. That's amazing. They know how really lucky is. they are. That
1: would be most people's and entire book. So that's, the fact that it's just, <laughs> it's just like a half a page, I'm like, this guy's yeah. life is amazing. No, <laughs> and-
0: oh, so that was great. So not only uh, have you been in voice acting, directing, uh, you're doing now live performances with this Animaniacs tour in concert It's uh, symphony halls and theaters. Uh, how different is that from doing voice acting? Well,
2: it really isn't any different. Um, well, I take that back. That's not true. It is different <laughs> from my traditional gig in that, for the obvious reasons, you got a nice audience in front of you, and that is how most of us, myself included, uh, who do this job, got started. And man, I love it. I, I honestly, I as much as I love going to work and and uh, being around my fellow actors, who essentially become uh, uh, we become our own audiences because we're we're fans of each other uh, and we try to one up each other. And it's just this marvelous experience just to be in the studio with all these other world-class talents. Uh, however, when you get to do it in front of a, of an audience of people who choose to spend their money and drive and park and often in inclement weather to come and see something you've created as a labor of love, that that's a huge validation, uh, that, um, You've done something that that people are willing to do all those things to take part in. Um, hugely humbling, very uh, uh, kind, and 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 the best part of it is that all it does is gin you up to want to do the the most killer show you can. And obviously, uh, we'd like it if every show sells out. That's not the case, but. Um, that's frankly not the case with a lot of acts these days. It's uh, it's tough out there because people have all these wonderful ways to have pretty cool entertainment at home. Um, however, I think Randy and I have something fairly unique because um, a lot of people have seen Bugs on Broadway, you know, and they have the music of Carl Stalling and wonderful voice characterizations by Mel and all this on a big screen with a huge orchestra. But it's clear, it's obviously not Carl Stalling and Mel Blank. and that is not to compare Randy and me to those pantheons of of uh, Hollywood. But the cool thing about our show is that we're the only ones who can do it like this. Um, to have the original writer, original performers uh, put on the show, on a, sh- on, a sh- on a show that has become iconic. Uh, it's, you know, being rebooted uh, any way you slice it. Anytime you get to work with Steven, that gives it more credibility. So the whole experience is just really great and man when it comes to showtime if there are 50 people or 5,000 it's uh, we can't wait to swing from the monkey bars to impress them it's great fun
0: excellent then you brought up a great point that uh, with so many things easily uh, for people to reach at their homes to have people get motivated and, and drive out to see a show like that is it's definitely mm-hmm. exciting for sure shows their value for it well yeah it
2: is and it's also you know look it's not the stones it's not Taylor Swift you know it's not Luke um, Brian it's 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 uh it's a couple of knuckleheads who make cartoon voices, but it's it speaks to the power of, of, primarily of joy, which is a powerful force as we all know. But mm-hmm. it speaks to Randy's genius, and that word gets gets bandied about in Hollywood way too much. And in this case, it is absolutely appropriate. Randy is nothing short of that. In fact, one of the and by the way, what we do during the show is we tell stories about how the songs got made. Oh wow! Well. <laughs> songs, we do a series of songs that didn't make it, and people are their minds are blown. You go, what the hell's wrong with that? Um, um, and and all little nuances about about the making of Animaniacs, and of course, other characters that bang around in my melon show up, and people mm-hmm. get a kick out of Carl and Yakko and and Pinky and, and Turtles and Mighty Max and uh, you know Arthur from the Tick, and you know you you name it. But and and then when Maurice Lamarche joins us, all of all his characters from Futurama show up. It's just wonderful. But um, the, uh, the the really cool thing about it is that uh people are choosing to do this with known characters but unknown performers and and it's and again they they know who we are once they find out uh but they're driven to come to to see it regardless of the fact that we didn't have we still don't have any new episodes out from the last 25 years
0: <laughs> that's incredible and
2: uh, and that's that doesn't matter to people one iota it's about what randy has already created and um that speaks really highly to his pedigree and man it's it really is a gas you don't even have to like animaniacs we've had many occasions in which we're part of an orchestra uh, um what am i trying to say the uh subscription Mm -hmm. you know where you'll be in there with renee fleming or or yo-yo ma and this week it's for the family and it's animaniacs and People come because they just—that's what they do. They come to the symphony every Thursday or whatever, and it's our show. And we have people waiting around after, going, "You know, I got to tell you, I had no idea what I was seeing, but I already paid for it. I love it, and it happens over and over again. Oh well, S- simply because of Randy's music, it's—it is nothing short of astonishing, and it holds up beautifully. In fact, Tom Ruger. The of Animaniacs just sent something on Facebook that says "Yakko's World." That little cartoon has got 35 and a half million views. Whoa! <laughs> that. whoa. Isn't that something? Really I got to find some way to. I got to find some way to get a dollar per view out of those people. But, <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, it's pretty great, man. Thanks for asking.
0: Absolutely. Uh, speaking of Animaniacs, I think the cat is out of the bag. Word on the street mm-hmm. is Animaniacs will be making a glorious return to television as well.
2: Yeah, boy, glorious from your lips to God's checkbook. We uh, (laughs) we certainly hope so. Uh, Anytime, anytime uh, you are lucky enough to work on something that has become Animaniacs, that for many actors uh, would comprise a marvelous career to have that one uh, apple. On a on a on a on a nice old tree, but one that is a big, bright, shiny, healthy, juicy apple. Man, I've had a half a dozen of them, so I, I am incredibly fortunate. However, the opportunity to get animate, get to do Animaniacs again, with Tress, with Jess, with Maurice, with Randy, uh, and with Steven Spielberg. I mean, that's just something that does not happen. Um, the Legendary. cool thing, also, and the really great challenge is that fans of Animaniacs and Pinky and the Brain, pardon me, will be able to watch their favorite episode of the original show. And then as soon as that's over, immediately click over to a brand new one and uh, it'll be on Hulu this fall. That is also unprecedented. uh, And it adds a certain level of uh, pressure. And I use that with a small P because it's, it's kind of a fun challenge because the bar is really high and, um, We know that there will be people who say, eh, I like the other one better. Hmm. Or there may be people who say, wow, I really like the new one. But who knows? Uh, That is not up to us. Our our, our job is to do the best show we can. And if Mr. Spielberg is overseeing it, I wouldn't bet against him ever. Um, Nice. But uh, it's a really remarkable experience for a guy like me at my age. Because when I moved to L.A., we didn't even have Betamaxes or VHS. We had no... DVDs, we had no laser discs, we had no, uh, none of the platforms which we consume entertainment, no direct TV, no satellite TV. All of this has happened since I began my career, and now I'm much closer to the end than the beginning. But are you kidding me to do this again at this level? Um, and the fan base now is exponentially larger than it was when the show hit the air. That is true. It's pretty remarkable. I would venture that you and you, you, guys and I could go to dinner pretty much anywhere, maybe even in Europe. And if people found out who I was, they'd say, are you kidding me? I love Animaniacs or Pinky and the Brain. And it happens every day. It's fantastic.
0: Anybody I've talked to this interview about, they instantly light up. You can just see it in their eyes. It's, it's exciting for yeah. people. Uh, it's just something I'm definitely looking forward to as well. I uh, can't wait for the fall to check that out. Yeah. Uh, not only have you been voice acting, live performance, uh, directing, returning to the turtles again, but uh, you've got a little podcast of your own, Talking Tunes. Uh, yes, I was checking that out last night. What an amazing list of guests you've already had on that. Uh, Alan Isn't Oppenheimer, that cool? and, Phil and you Levin. know what else?
2: You guys, they're they're my buddies. I mean, they're people I've, I've been to their homes. They've been to mine. It, it's it's. I find myself I, I wear long sleeves a lot because I'm black and blue from pinching myself. You know, <laughs> I, 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 all the people that I hang with. Uh, uh, apart from my, you know, wonderful family, my extended family are the most gifted, talented, unpretentious actors in the world. That they're, they're, I should say, among. They really are. They, I, I mean, I I got to stop dropping names. Bob De Niro told me this, but <laughs> yes. nonetheless, um, uh, you know, yesterday I was talking to Mark Hamill. Mark is, for most of us, he's the savior of the galaxy, but he's also the freaking Joker. Right, right. Dec- you know, to millions of fans. Kevin and Mark wrote both wrote beautiful endorsements for my book. N- they n- they didn't have to. They did it because they care about me, and um, and they would do it for Maurice or Tress or Pam Adlon or any of those people, and they're all my buddies. So you're right. I, when I decided to do the podcast, firstly, I realized that you didn't have to be an MIT grad to do it, which would immediately have (laughs) excluded me. And, and so I thought, well, you know, I've got a pretty good, um, roster of people that I could call. And every frickin' one of them said, yes, every one of them, Billy West, John DiMaggio, Tress McNeil, um, Todd Haberkorn, uh, um, nolan north troy baker unit tress jess mo mark kevin uh, in alan burnett who produced batman tom ruger unit all of them all of them said yes clancy brown uh tom wilson it it doesn't matter uh carlos Alazraki, you go down the list uh uh kevin michael richardson you know it just doesn't matter they all said yes um and some of them have done it more than once uh, Dave Coulier, Chris Hardwick. Uh, then they get their own shows and they reciprocate, and then I go on. And they're just the nicest people. They would do exactly what I'm doing with you, and and uh, and would be very grateful for the opportunity. None of them are about themselves. None of them are, are have giant egos. None of them are divas. They're Tara Strong. Uh, they're just the greatest people. And then it turns out that they inter- that they entertain billions. And that's not hyperbole. Billions of people. It's fantastic.
0: Uh, it really is, and I noticed that camaraderie really comes across in that show too. It just seems like oh, good. so much fun coming through. It's it's really really nice to see. I know that well, it, um, it's okay. it's
2: authentic too because we know how lucky we are. My God, we're a bunch of adults, quote unquote, who <laughs> make our living doing what used to get us in trouble in seventh grade, uh, and often they pay us very well for it. So you're, you know, you're hanging out with a bunch of people via my podcast, uh, via talking tunes, um, which also is, is going to be coming back probably later this year. Uh, but you're also hanging out with, uh, uh, you, you know, with people who are essentially like you, that, that is like the audience. They are the audience. We are, we just took it to a little bit of a different level, but we all love the same things everybody else loves. And, um, and we spend most of the hour and I'm sure that it, there are fans out there to whom it kind of gets a bit redundant, and I don't blame them because the formula is pretty simple. It's me welcoming the person. We both talk about how lucky we are. We read a script and the character voices, we have a blast, we laugh our guts out, and that's it. And And it could become quite boring, but it becomes boring because we're all just so grateful. And to me, if you're going to err on the side of being boring, I'd rather be on, on the side of being grateful than being uh, hackneyed and... and um, uh, you know kind of have a laissez-faire take it for granted none of
0: us do none of us that is fantastic it's really wonderful to see uh and, and just experience it from this perspective certainly thank you uh i know that uh you have an important cause uh the head and net cancer alliance they're going to be launching their 22nd annual cancer awareness week uh april 13th to 19th yes uh, is there anything yes. else you'd uh, like to talk about or promote
2: for us today i would uh that was very kind of you to bring it up um uh, as we've already discussed, I had uh, stage three throat cancer um, a few years ago. I'm cured, as far as I'm concerned. I've been told I am, and and that's my story. I'm going to stick with it. Uh, but uh, in doing so, <clears throat> it was quite a remarkable experience for myself, but also, in many ways, more difficult for my wife and my son. Um, but uh, the kind folks at the Head and Neck Cancer Alliance uh, got a hold of me a few months ago and asked me if I would be interested and I, I could not say yes fast enough. Uh, the, the best part of the whole cancer experience apart from surviving is being in a position to make a difference. Um, I, I everyone does in their own way, whether it's giving somebody five bucks who needs it, writing a bigger check, helping somebody move, helping somebody after a tornado, um, you know, all of those things. So I'm no different. We all want to help. We really are all in this together. Uh, I have a, uh, a, sadly, a typical story with respect to cancer because we all know people who have dealt with it or have died from it, people we love. Um, my story is a little more unique in in that uh, of the cancer I contracted hit me right in my breadbasket. Mm. But the upshot is, that there was never any oh my god poor me none of that it was like let's get through this because when you do you're not sure how but when you get through this you're going to have a great you mentioned the word glorious glorious opportunity to help people if only because of what you did for a living and so we don't know now when somebody might be listening to this podcast or might you know go get checked uh april 13th to the 19th There. Um, doctors or dental office for head and neck cancer, throat, and mouth cancer. Um, and it will save their life. And if they say, wow, this guy was a voice of my childhood. And I mean, I've listened to everything. He had throat cancer. You know what? He's back to working with the best of the best. I think I can handle fill in the blank. And um, I know it stuff like that and uh, uh, hearing stories of others who had gone through pretty difficult circumstances, but had made it out the other side to tell the tale inspired me. And um, so thanks to nice folks like you. I have opportunities uh, such as this to promote Head & Neck Cancer uh, Awareness Week, April 13th through 19th. But you can still go to hnca.org, headneckcanceralliance.org and, and check out all that information about <clears throat> diagnosing the same types of cancers and others that I had Um, that will affect uh, your throat, your mouth, your tonsils, your vocal cords, nose, um, uh, tongue. And um, there are, sadly, other folks who have had, you know, Roger Ebert, one of the premier movie critics of all time, Mm -hmm. sadly lost his battle with it. Um, Jim Kelly, the uh, four-time Super Bowl uh, quarterback, Hall of Famer for the Buffalo Bills. He's still fighting it. He was also a spokesman for the Head and Neck Cancer Alliance. Michael Douglas, um, uh, Michael Cooper he used to play for the Lakers. All these folks have been spokespeople for the same thing that I'm doing, and they all have wonderful tales to tell about how they dealt with it and the strength of of their um, their families and their constitution. Man, it's it's worth checking out because the other side of the coin is that it's one of the most treatable cancers. Uh, if it's caught early and and please do because if it's not caught early and it starts to get to the point where they got to start hacking off pieces of your face it's just a mess Mm. and uh, sadly that's kind of what happened to our our dear friend Roger Ebert he got to the point where it was pretty messy and that's not nobody wants to go but it's if it's if you can stave that off with the technology that's there now that has allowed me to I wouldn't call myself handsome, but I don't look any worse than I did beforehand. <laughs> I'll take this versus having them have to really get aggressive with their with their knives, you know. And so you don't have to do that with this type of cancer if you get it early. Um, so go check it out.
0: Oh, absolutely. It's, it's amazing to see you continue to give back after all what you've already given to everyone. Uh, everyone out there listening, I want you to please check out Voice Lessons. It's available on every platform available. It's currently at five stars on Amazon, Audible, Google Play, Apple Books, all of them. You can even get it at Target, so you literally have no excuse. (laughs) I I didn't know that. Absolutely. Great.
2: I'll go to Target right now and start asking for me. (laughs) That's what I'll do. I'll go to Target and get three or four copies and hold it up next to my face so that people walk by and say, hmm, boy, I heard this book is really good. I wonder who wrote it.
0: (laughs) Well, Mr. Paulson, this has been an absolute pleasure. I think I can speak for all of us here when I say not only have you enriched ours and countless others' childhoods, but uh, after taking time to talk to you and, and read your book, voice lessons, you have certainly enriched our adult lives as well.
2: Well, that is a profound compliment, my friend. I, uh, I, I am uh, incredibly humbled. I really, truly am. Uh, I have had nice people say similar things before, but it is never taken for granted, and it is always um, accepted in a in a in a very very uh, grateful spirit. So, thank you very much. And. Uh, all of you out there, please remember that laughter is the best medicine. Uh and the cool thing is you can't OD and the refills are free. That's my story, <laughs> and I'm sticking to it. So uh take care of you guys and and um we all we're all um sending lots of thoughts and prayers and and money to uh you folks out there who've gotten to living daylights beaten out of you by Mother Nature. So um you, you know, this coronavirus issue notwithstanding, we're all paying attention as well. We know that there's a lot of tough stuff going on there in Tennessee so uh, don't don't feel
0: neglected even though the news would suggest otherwise we love you oh likewise sir thank you so much for being with us yes thank you my pleasure take care guys you too